0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives and varying skill range. I am the one who loves bacon in this episode. Andrew, with me, our animal whisperer, Keith. Hello. And our very angry librarian, Liz. Hey, guys. <laughs> and this week, a much-anticipated game by me. We got to play Psychonauts 2 by Double Fine Studios. Psychonauts 2 is a sequel, of course, to the original Psychonauts, which we also did an episode on. And Psychonauts 2 takes place just a couple days after the first Psychonauts. You still play as young Rez, who is, starts to become an intern to the Psychonauts, and you start to unravel this whole mystery as to what happened to the original six of the Psychonauts. Psychonauts 2 is a third-person action platformer going around. Liz, I want to know from you, because you were not with us the very first episode. Was this a gamer pass for you?
1: Yeah, having not played the first one, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I saw the trailer and I thought this is like the graphics, like Stinky Cheese Man and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, like had like a graphic baby and was beautiful.
0: Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty.
1: Yeah, well, not in a bad way. Okay. Not in a bad way. Just like the the vibe is more what I meant. But for me, this is a definite must play. I flipping loved it, and. <laughs> For me, I think a lot of stories, or a lot of games that we play, with the stories, there isn't a strong beginning, middle, and end, and I felt this game did have that, especially at the end. I feel like so many games, like, they ramp up, and then the ending is just like, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> I also like that the gameplay, the graphics, and the music were constantly changing. I got those achievements popping up on my screen, got me you know pumped. And so... <laughs> I'm like really jazzed about it. It's definitely a game. I think everyone should play it. <laughs>
2: well, this is riding a high this week. This I think this oh. is the <laughs> most excited I've heard you about a game in about two months. I think. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: this, that's what I was thinking. You this, should. Have, you should have heard her. Anytime any story moments are going on, I hear. I'm hearing her gasp. I'm hearing her going, "Aww." <gasps> oh,
2: like the entire time she was into the story. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. No, I mean, I know obviously the the stats on time played aren't always accurate, but you were like over 24 hours on this Liz according to the stats on Xbox. So that's why I was like, yeah, dang. Yeah, I
1: I mean, I had it on pause a lot, which I think probably. It, oh, but sure. I put a lot of time into this. I just started reading a really good book this week, and I was like, this game better be good because I really want to focus on this. My book is not finished, you know. <laughs> so that says it all, I think.
2: Nice. Well, I I'm going to follow it up I'm going to say this is also definitely a game. I don't... I uh, No, it's just definitely a game. It, it's a ton, a ton of fun. It's reminiscent of old school Mario. I think it was good playing the first one, and I'm glad that I did. I think they do a good enough job where you can pick this up and play it without having any real background on the first story. But I do think it's worth a playthrough because that's another like 10 or 12 hours probably that you can go... Get all the backstory to everything you're leading into, because like Andrew said, it picks up days after, and like half of the mystery you're trying to solve is what was the spoiler or not spoiler, the cliffhanger that they left at the end of the first one. So, it's just a ton of fun, and I I don't know, I love the gadgets, I like the way that the upgrade system works. Um, I have a few small gripes, but all in all, absolutely loved it. Got to play it.
0: Yeah, I'm totally with you guys. This is one hundred percent a definite must game. I absolutely love Psychonauts too. I've been this has been one of my most anticipated games for the longest time. Because I loved the first Psychonauts. I haven't been this excited for a game, I think, since Halo Two. Like I could not wait to play this game. Dang. And, and anytime I just kept seeing more trailers for it, more artwork, I was just so pumped for this game. As some of you probably have heard if you listen to our original Psychonauts episode. I'm yeah, I'm hundred percent with you guys. And like Liz, you nailed it where it's just beginning, middle, and end of this game was just it was just fun. It just was refreshing. They kept changing up the gameplay. The story was so good. I loved the characters. This was I loved this game. This is honestly a very good chance this might be my game of the year. Me too. I, I loved it that much. <laughs> but uh Keith, you kind of jumped the gun a little bit. I was gonna ask you guys. So me and Keith played the first Psychonauts, but Liz, you did not, so I want you to get your guys' opinion. Kizzy kind of gave you yours. Do you think you need to play the first Psychonauts? Did I, you feel lost, Liz?
1: No. It, the only thing that I didn't really realize, and I should have, it was very obvious, and they actually mentioned it later on in the game, is that Mila and Sasha were together, which I didn't pick up at the very beginning but at the beginning they had kind of a recap i didn't realize it was a recap i was just listening to this really cool story which yeah it was a fantastic
0: it, recap yeah
1: and it instantly hooked me i was like okay this game is gonna be great and so i didn't feel like i was missing anything it makes me want to play it though because i mean this game was so good i feel like the first one has to be good
2: yeah it's it's one of those things that i, I mean i already said it basically but they do a good enough job just making this be able to stand on its own two legs. And more than anything, yeah. you're just like small tidbits here and there make more sense from having played the first one. But there's so much new lore and everything built on top of it that it stands on its own just fine. All but,
0: right. Like I feel like the best way to kind of describe it is it's kinda of like a Marvel movie where you could watch it and still enjoy this movie, but there are a ton of little things and hints and put po- like Kind of nuances here and there that, you know, point back to the first game that if you knew, you know, you'd enjoy it a little bit more. But I, I don't think you need to play the first one. Uh, the first one I still think is a fantastic game. It's, it's pretty old. It's from 2005, but as we said in our episode, it holds up well. But yeah, this story is very much kind of on its own. Still, yeah, it goes back to some of the first parts. But this is one thing I loved about the story of Psychonauts 2. It very much wasn't riding this, the nostalgia trip. And I loved it about this game. There's a a lot of little nostalgia things in it, not so much about Psychonauts 1, but definitely for gamers, probably me and KeySage. There's a voice actor from, you know, Rasputin is played from uh, the voice actor who did Invader Zim. And of course, they actually hired the sidekick of Invader Zim as to be your clone in this game. And it was just like these small little nostalgia things in the game that were fantastic. But it never was like, hey, remember this character? Oh, remember this character? None of that, which I loved it just wasn't a constant nostalgia trip that a lot of movies tend to do today.
2: No, I loved how you described it as like, or related it to like the Marvel series, because that is the absolute perfect description. You can, you know, to someone who's watched them all and you go and you watch the Avengers after watching Iron Man, you're like, Oh, cool. I, I see that little reference. That's kind of neat, but you, nothing is lost. You're, you're not missing anything. If you don't get those connections, it just makes it a little more entertaining. And, and that was fantastic. And the funny thing is, is like you said, the, like we keep talking about how the, um, the other one holds up, but I think what's interesting about this is I think this is shows like how much better they can make a game with the new systems because honestly oh, yeah. the gameplay was so similar in so many ways, but it felt so much cleaner and so much smoother. And it was like, that's all it yeah. that was really missing in the last one. So like, a, like even a remastered version would be so good for Psychonauts. And, and yeah, everything was just like shiny and new.
0: So starting off with the story, I think this, I think Psychonauts 2 had honestly one of it, it to me was a very compelling story. It had such amazing characters. And I think what works so well, Psychonauts 2 is, you know, it's a platformer. So it's very much, you know, you have a hub world and then you kind of go to these special worlds, but the special worlds are in people's minds. So it's nice that you're not like, Hey, here's, you know, a bunch of exposition of explaining this character's history and blah 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 instead you're just playing a level and just you're kind of learning about a character just by naturally playing a level and it just felt so natural like i actually felt so more attached to these characters and learning about them without it being this boring cinematic it was just me constantly playing the game learning about these characters and all the characters to me were fantastic
1: I also feel like they really went up and down with your emotions, especially with certain characters where there's something really dark going on. I mean, they tackle like alcoholism, loss, revenge, like family things. And, but then all of a sudden they'll have like a really like just silly joke about like constipation or something. (laughs) And so for me, like, I just felt like, I was laughing and then I was like, oh no. And then I've, right before we were doing the podcast, there's a lot of replayability. I went back and I saw this memory that like, it still bothers me what happened in it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was, are you talking about was, some of the little cut, like the little picture cut scenes, the little wheels? Yeah. Like it was the little, vault. Yeah. Yeah. Those, are, those were in the first one too. Those were yes. probably some of the darker parts of the game because it would give you like more of an, an actual picture of what was going on versus in, you know, in the environments around you, you kind of piece together some of the issues or, or the, the things they were tackling, but you really saw it when you looked at those little picture graphs.
0: Yeah. The one Liz was specifically talking about, there's a uh, character who's kind of into animals and kind of figuring out how his mind got shattered. is just really kind of dark.
1: One thing that I thought was really interesting is that because there's some brain swapping. And so they're really respectful about that fact with like the whole like consent thing. Cause you like two people are about to kiss and they're like, Oh, this isn't my body.
0: Like, yes. Which so for I... me,
1: like, but you don't even like, that is such like a, a thing in TV and movies in, of the past, like especially in the nineties. No, not the past. Can, no, but I can think of a couple where like they were doing stuff that they should not be doing with somebody else's body. This is the first time they're like, hold up. Yeah. This isn't appropriate. Oh,
0: the most recent, the newest wonder woman. Because the most recent Wonder Woman movie did that, where her boyfriend takes the place of a person's body and they end up having sex. And everyone's like, uh, isn't that rape? <laughs> like, yeah. You're using someone else's body. And I remember the movie got like blasted for it. So I absolutely love that Psychonauts kind of did this where it's just like, no, this isn't my body. It's yeah. just like, oh, this is pretty cool. But I also liked, yeah, anytime Raz was trying to go into someone's mind, he always asked for consent for it too. That's true.
1: Yes. Well, because he really messed up the first time that yeah. he... He He quickly learned of a
0: lesson about, you know, intruding in someone's, you know, personal memories and stuff like that.
1: I can also think of something that I didn't realize because I didn't play the first one. I didn't realize, maybe I just missed it, but I didn't realize that all the squirrels were bad. So there's this character who's really yelling at one. Oh my gosh. I always laughed so hard. they're they're shaking. And I'm just like, this evil girl, I would punch her in the face so quick. And then Andrew's like, no, like the squirrels are evil. I'm like, oh. Yeah. But still, it just like.
0: Yeah, in the first one, uh, so it's the your best friend, your weird best friend from the first one. Yeah, the tin with the tinfoil hat. Yeah, his sister is Sam, oh, who okay. also talks to animals. And yeah, in the first one, Dogen always talks about how the squirrels were like trying to get him or like planning world domination. And there was one scene where the squirrels were trying to attack him and he ends up blowing them all up.
2: Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, but that whole interaction when you find Sam in the pancake shop, I w- thought that was the funniest thing. Like, all the moments of you asking where she's getting the ingredients, like, did you get cow milk for the pancakes? And she looks at the bird, she goes, yeah, that probably would have been a better idea. <laughs> like, I thought it was just so funny. The humor in Psychonauts too isn't, like, it, I was never, like, cracking up laughing, but it always made me chuckle. And it I feel always... like
1: there's a mixed bag of, like, you know, bodily function humor. And yeah. Then, oh, yeah, a you lot know, of that. We, yeah, there was one time that I was trying to figure out what to do, so I just shot at it, and they're like, that's an interesting way to deal with a memory. And I was <laughs> like, oh.
0: <laughs> Sorry. So I felt like
1: the, the humor, there's a little bit for everyone.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. There was definitely some, some adult jokes. Um, uh, like when the grandma comes in saying, this is, these are the beanbags where we used to fool around. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> right. And for just it's like kind of cuts her off like, oh, anyway. Or one of my favorite jokes is when you're in the musician's mind. And he goes, Oh yeah, two of the people used to go up here and get high, and your character goes, Oh, so you mean they're on top of the mountain? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because
1: you kind of forget that your character's I mean, he's super short compared to everybody else, but oh, you forget like, that he's ten years old. Yeah,
0: I don't you heard ten I don't know. I never heard oh, of it. Maybe not. But no. I know he's supposed to be very young. No,
2: he absolutely is. It's on when you open up the menu. You have like your little card and it says oh. you're an intern and you're four foot four and you're 10 years old, which oh, okay. all goes back to some, some issues I take with Psychonauts 1 where Mia has some <laughs> very strong words with a 10-year-old that feel very uncomfortable when, when you're thinking about him being 10 years old. but well, anyway, it doesn't
0: exist in this one. She's no, not hit on you in this one.
2: No, she's more just like a, a nice little like – like like your best friend's mom. In this one,
1: <laughs> I do think it's weird. So it, it's kind of hard to talk about the story because not in a, a creepy
2: way, by the way. I just had to be clear. On that. <laughs> Sorry, oh,
1: I I think too. With it's hard to talk about the story because there's so many things that you learn along the way, character wise. But I think what I thought it was interesting that Hollis was such a big component at the beginning and then it kind of focused on other characters. Yeah. You didn't really see her as much. And I thought she was going to have a bigger role in it later on, but you really do just like hop adult, 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 adult. And then you're figuring it out on your own, which is also kind of nice.
0: Yeah. I I will say the one thing I was kind of disappointed in was your co-interns. I found them really interesting and unique. And like, they played a decent role at the beginning And then they just kind of disappeared. Like, you see them here and there, and you can talk to them if you want, but they really weren't really part of the story until the the end.
1: But I think, like, your character is more advanced. I mean, they're kids, and they're interns. Like, how how helpful are they going to be with fighting, like, evil adults, you know? But, like, you know
0: something's going on, and they're not helping you at all. They're just doing their own weird little things. And that's just my only kind of complaint is, like... Why aren't you recruiting more people to help you? Which, this is also my biggest flaw with the story, too. So, the main story of this game is you're trying to restore the original six founders of the Psychonauts. And you find them, and of course, all their minds are broken, so you're kind of going in and trying to fix their minds. My question is, why has no one else done this? They have been broken for years. Why is it now all of a sudden a 10-year-old's coming into town and everyone's like, hey, 10-year-old's? Fix these people for us. <laughs> like,
1: but I feel like maybe they have a lot of missions. I mean, they're trying to like... I feel like they're trying to save the world, you know?
0: That's a big that's a big, uh, no, like, that's organization. True. But I also
1: think too, like a lot of it is mental illness. And some it of the is. things that happened... I mean, I don't think anybody would be the same after. And maybe they didn't consent to it. Maybe they said, I want to try to fix you. And they said no.
0: But now a 10-year-old boy comes and they're like, okay, you can come in.
1: I, well, I mean fair
2: point <laughs> i was gonna say I mean, you kind of established some credibility pretty quickly on when it comes to everything that went down in the first one i mean you essentially helped save T- T- tannis what's his name zanato Terence. oh um i
0: i was just calling him zanato i forget his first name but yeah
2: yeah the big zanato you uh <laughs> You, I mean, you saved the head of the psychonaut, so I think you establish some pre- credibility from the beginning. But I will agree the interns program is kids, but if you listen to all the kids talking, like, you're out here actually doing things, and they're looking down on you. But they're like, um, my mentor wants me to go collect some berries. Yeah. So, like, th- there's a big difference between what they're doing and what you're doing as interns.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I do think it's funny, but, like, it's not even so much about you're getting your credibility, though, because you're interacting with people that have been in the middle of the woods, have never interacted with anyone for the longest time. Then all of a sudden you pop in and they're like, sure, go right ahead. Fix me. I don't know. You got it all. I, I know, obviously, would make a very compelling game if you find these people and someone fixed them a while ago.
1: But I think a lot of them were afraid of being judged. A lot of them had done some pretty crappy stuff oh, that's true, yeah. that they felt so ashamed about, and that's why they kind of, you know, hid and I also think, too, I mean, like, you look at the the ending, and one of the big thing is forgiveness. Like, do you forgive this person? You know? I think a lot of the people thought that they were unforgivable. Yeah. Not to get too deep or anything. <laughs>
0: no. I mean, well, no. This is what I actually loved about this game. Right at the beginning, this is what I think is kind of funny. They give a warning saying, like, hey, you know, this game deals with, you know, pretty heavy topics of, you know, out, like addictions and, you know, depression stuff like that and also says if you have a fear of like a dental phobia this game also has some moments of that and right away the game shoves you in one of the most like dental heavy levels i'm not i don't have a huge dental phobia but even a couple times i'm like oh man this is i i I do
1: not like the dentist i'm afraid of the dentist i know (laughs) but it didn't bother me though like i don't have like a phobia of it yeah
2: no i just don't do teeth falling out that's me i i tell amber all the time i'm like when the kids teeth are falling out that that's on you not on me i'm i'm not dealing <laughs> really? with it oh i don't like it i i but i don't want to get too deep but i used to have really really bad recurring dreams about my teeth falling out and i think it, i always heard it was like an anxiety thing And it, i hated my job at the time and i was miserable and everything was awful at least i thought and uh yeah i used to have nightmares all the time about it and now i don't so oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> legitimately So it's,
1: sorry to hear that <laughs>
2: No, but it's, it's also at the same time it's not like I see teeth and I'm like, "Ugh, it's just I don't like teeth falling out. The zipper yeah. teeth kind of oh. creep me out. That was For me it's nails a
0: Like in horror movies of someone like scratching on the floor and stuff. Aww. Oh yeah. No. Aww. I don't yeah. like that. I'm with you. And only. kids. Kids kids in horror movies oh. scare me. I don't know why.
2: No. Nope. No creepy kids, thank you. Uh,
0: but h- anyway, I uh, I loved this game, you know. It talks about like mental issues, like mental health issues. But I felt like they do it in such a fantastic job. Yeah, there's some pandering. games
1: that really did a, like a not so good job at that. I can I can think of a couple off the top of my head that I was just like, this is like corny, or yeah, or it's like they're trying way too hard with it. And I felt like this just seemed much more natural.
0: Oh yeah, like seeing characters like reflections of self doubt or judgment. You know, someone saying like, oh, we thought they'd be with someone taller. So like this guy's very self conscious of their height. Like they're really it wasn't something that was so like shoved down your throat all the time, but it was just so natural feeling of like them explaining. It felt so relatable. It's like, like the nice thing about it. It just didn't feel like so fake.
2: Well, and I think it's kind of just interesting too, is like you go through the minds of, of these people and instead of just like experiencing from like a, Oh yeah, I know what addiction is and people suffer from it. They like painted this picture of like, this is what living with addiction is. It's not, what you think it is or, or kind of interesting things like that. So I thought that was kind of cool, but still made everything lighthearted. Like, not that it has to be, but you didn't feel like, com- like I don't know, brought down, which sounds really yeah. mean to say.
0: <laughs> One thing that's so good, like, as you're like kind of going through these stories and seeing like these people's like, you know, self-doubt and these mental illnesses that they kind of have. What made it so awesome is the, just the overall gameplay, because every world was just different and unique, and it changed the gameplay up. It wasn't just like, oh, here's a fire level, but you're doing the same thing, just jumping around, collecting things. Here's an ice level. Oh, now you got like a sky level. No, every world was very different and unique, but it also had some gameplay elements to it that were just a lot of fun. Like one time you're on a cooking show, and you have to like assemble dishes. Okay, fun.
1: That was my least favorite, and I I was was stuck on it. I thought it was clunky for me, like the way that I play, and I was stuck on it for forever. I actually at one point was just like, I'm just gonna wait for Andrew to get home and do this for (laughs) me. But then I was like, No, I have to see what happens. I don't. I probably won't have time to play this next week. I have to finish this game, so I just like pounded through it because I had to. But then at the end, I actually did feel like, Oh, it's over. But I didn't. At no point was I like. Just, I'm done with this game because of the gameplay. Even when it was hard, I still enjoyed it. Um, But I really liked the musician's mind. I thought that was so cool. Yeah,
0: his world was was really trippy and a lot of fun.
2: Oh, with the little mini hub world and everything? Yeah. Yeah. You had to
1: freeze those, like, tongues that were, like, thrashing and...
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I love the bowling world where you actually had to like ride the bowling ball on like narrow paths. So it was kind of like I this balancing act. I was so one.
1: proud of myself. I had never felt like better gaming than then. <laughs> cause I, I felt like I did a really good job with it. And I also like too that cause towards the end I was definitely rushing and I wasn't getting a lot of the collectibles, but at the beginning when I was getting them all, I never got sick of it. There's so many collectibles and I had so much fun yeah. trying to figure out how to get them, like really searching every nook and cranny. And so for me, like if there's looting in a game, like I'm for it, you know?
2: I, I'm going to slightly disagree with you because this is one of my small, small gripes that carried over from Psychonauts 1 is there's too many collectibles in... It's It's fine to a certain extent, but when there's like over 120 items of those little figments yeah and sure you don't have to collect all of them and largely I I would go somewhat out of my way but if I couldn't get something after maybe two or three tries I was like well I'm I'm probably gonna miss one anyways I'm not gonna worry about trying to collect every single one that I see if I really can't get to it
1: but, I think the musician one had over 200 yeah yeah there's correctly.
2: there's two of them with over 200 and the only thing I liked about it is that to a certain degree, I got an idea of how much left I had left in the level. It's like, okay, I've collected yes, about half it was of those super I'm, long, I'm probably about halfway yeah. through. And And also to the credit on some of those, you would collect like 10 of them in 10 seconds at some point. So like it made up for it, but I, I did but, think the figments were a little too much, and I would have liked to see them tone back on it a little.
1: One thing I didn't like is that there were sometimes you'd go into a room and there'd be an immediate cutscene, and then you'd leave the room. And so you wouldn't be able to collect anything in that session. So you definitely have to go back and replay it to get it. I hate when games do that. Yeah. Um, that That's my biggest complaint with it.
2: Yeah, I think you almost have to replay every single level in this game to 100% it.
1: Yeah, because you get new abilities where you have like a little guy that can open doors for you that you can't at the beginning. So, I mean, you definitely, if you want to a thousand game, you have to play through it more than once.
0: See, so I'm, I disagree with you, Keith. I love the collectibles. I think I, every platformer always has a collectibles. I do agree. There is a lot, but I did not care.
1: That's why you were so uh, higher up in levels than me, because yeah. I think you were better at getting them. Sometimes, I like with Keith, I'm like, if I can't get this after a couple tries, I'm just going to leave that one. So I was ahead of Andrew at one point, and he had a, a better ranking.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the collectibles are a lot of fun. If you actually ignore the collectibles, you could probably beat this game very quickly. But yeah. I like the collectibles because it made me just say more in these worlds, which I was enjoying these worlds. So getting these collectibles is just adding more gameplay. Cause yeah, if you ignore them, you can you can cut this game time probably half. Oh yeah, but I didn't want to. I but, wanted to get everything.
2: No, and I and I'm not saying I I like I said. I think through all the levels that I got, I probably got close to ninety percent or more of them. It was probably only the last two levels that I had like thirty missing because I was I kind of like you were saying, Liz. I was trying to rush through because I was trying to beat it, and I came just shy. I'm a little annoyed with myself, but I um yeah I was I was rushing a little bit toward the end, but all in all, I. I I got the majority of them. There were just some that I was like, oh, I missed four of them. I'm not gonna go back and play that level for four missed figments.
1: Well, some of them are really big. Some of the levels, and there's really no indicator. Some yeah. of them are hidden pretty well too. So I can see yeah. if you're trying to a thousand the game, it that would be really frustrating.
0: Th- that's probably one of my one of my major complaints is. It was so when, there's like certain areas you can fast travel when you revisit a level. I wish it broke it down, telling you, hey, there's a couple of figments in this area. Or there's you know a, a emotional baggage in this area. There's not. It it just you just have to literally play the entire level over and over again, searching every nook and cranny to just find the last couple of things you missed. So that annoyed me. Um, another thing I wasn't too crazy about with the gameplay is uh, the pin system. So there's a shop. Where you collect, you know, you still collect the titanium, which are just like little glowing rocks. And that's the currency you spend, like the the vending machine. They had in the first one. Uh, And this time around, though, you're buying these pins. They're essentially perks. You can only equip three of them, but you can buy all of them. And so you can switch them at any time while you're playing. But I didn't think the pins were that interesting. I actually played a good 60 to 70% of this game without buying a single pin. Because all of them, I was just like, eh.
1: Some like like there is one where you can't get stuck in the goo when you're fighting monsters and I actually found that really helpful. But I didn't
0: feel like you fought those monsters that often and I thought it was pretty easy to avoid the goo so I was like whatever. But you have like some pins that are like, "Oh, your character will dance if you're not doing anything." It yeah. doesn't do anything. It just makes you dance. Like, and that takes up one of your 3 slots. So it's like, why have this?
2: Well, I I mean, I'm not trying to jump ahead on this, but one of the biggest reasons I can think of is, is honestly achievements because I was able to get that like fill out your 3 yeah. pins really early because I I was like, oh, I'll buy a blue-colored ball, and I'll buy the dance pin, and I think the one where I could pet animals. So, like, I agree with you. They're nice to have, but the old, there was two that I thought were nice and effective. And it still somewhat situationally, but the one with mental connection, where you could yeah. gain money and you Get would money. gain yeah, help. I did that one. Because I, at one point, I think I just maybe racked up like 500 gold in like a minute because I just sat in the main atrium and just went back and forth between a bunch of mental connections. And it was nice. You could like quickly heal up on it. So those two could be helpful in the right context, but outside of that, you can play most of the game without them. Like I played most of the game with the three do nothing pins. So one issue that I do have that carried over from psychonauts one is the overall, um, skills not the skills themselves but how you picked them now in this you had it with the updated controller so you know right bumper right trigger all of that i didn't like the fact that i can free assign them because the amount of times i would have something assigned to the same one for a long time then switch it and then just keep misusing my skills i would have liked like right bumper could only be constrained to like these two skills and then right trigger that it's just a small tweak that i think would have made it just a really nice quality of life to the game it's nothing that is diminishing by any means because all of your skills recharge really quickly but it was more just annoying that if you happen to be running low health and healthy, you were really trying to get off a certain skill and you can't You're like ah crap that's the end of me
1: see <laughs> i i didn't mind it at all because i actually like just mentally did like okay this one is only going to be these two like le- left trigger or sorry um Right trigger was always either telekinesis or I forget the other one. But I would always switch them out the same exact way. And what I also really liked is that you can pause the game mid-combat and switch them out. So you just go to that screen and you, you're not hit with enemies. So there were some times where it's like, oh crap, those goo monsters are here. And then my left bumper was always either fire and like I think that one I switched out with three. So for me, it was all about memorizing them early on. So it didn't really bother me.
2: No, that's super smart, and I mean, it just goes to show that you can do exactly what I was saying just by doing it, so, I don't know. That, but I, if you're
1: going back and forth, like, if you take, like, go, like, I can't even talk, if you step away from the game for, like, a couple of days, you're not going to remember, probably. So, I, I do think that, like, what you're saying is helpful, but.
2: Yeah, and, and as I said, it's nothing that takes away from the game in any play, it's just one of my few small gripes, so I got to get it all out on the table. <laughs>
1: I also, Andrew didn't have to deal with this because he has the new Xbox, but there are a lot of loan screens if you're going back and forth. And it actually took quite a while. With, not as bad as, um, I forget the last game that we played. It was awful. Uh, it wasn't that bad. The but th- oh, yeah, yeah, but I okay. think that it, at the end, when you're kind of like hopping around, it was starting to wear on me a little bit, even with the tunnel. So that kind of bothered me a little bit.
0: Yeah, it loads so quick on uh, any of the series consoles. Like, and, my load time's like one to two seconds. Yeah,
1: mine, mine was not. And then I also, the game is a little bit buggy. Uh, I got stuck three times.
0: I actually got stuck. Uh, I think oh, once. so
1: now, now you, okay, yeah, Andrew. No, had I, to, I saw you get stuck.
0: I, you. I just like, can't Liz, believe you But you're like, dude, why, why do
1: you always do this? You like, always it's my get fault. Stuck. <laughs> you helped me out the first time, and then the other two times I had to die in order to get out of it. Um, which was a little frustrating. And then the final boss, the gameplay switches to you have like X and A that you're fighting with. Oh yeah, And yeah, she, she. it just did whatever it wanted. So I'd hit X, but then it would do like the A command. And then it kept doing that. And then and maybe because I was hitting the buttons too many times and it was confused. <laughs> but at one point it was just doing its own thing and I was just watching it. And then it stopped and I'm like, oh wait, am I playing again? <laughs> So I think that the, there is a couple little technical issues.
2: No, there definitely are. I ran into a couple things myself. One in particular that it was like it was one of those areas where a set wave of enemies come, and then once you clear the the waves, the it goes to a cutscene or whatever, and they kept talking about enemies coming, and and none ever showed up. So, and I walked around the entire area like multiple times, <laughs> but brings me to what I think is a really cool feature about this game is when you go to exit the game, it will tell you, hey, it's been this long since your last autosave. Are you sure you want to? Because it said like 10 minutes for me, so I was none too pleased. I will say... The good thing about the 10 minutes that I lost is like five to six of them were me actually backtracking, trying to collect some things. So having to restart that 10 minutes didn't hurt me all that much. But I immediately saw that and I was like, this is such a cool feature. Because at any point, if I was like, I want to jump out of the game real quick, I could pull that up. And if it was anything more than like 10 seconds, it would be like, "Mm, I don't know. Do I, maybe I want to go a little bit further or whatever it might be. Yeah, I I agree. that
1: ever ever popping up for me, but I also just kept the... uh... The Xbox, I was always saying, Yeah, into it, you never so. manually
0: exited the main menu. I, I did though, too, uh, as well as with Keith, mostly because I actually played a good chunk of this game on Xbox Cloud. Uh, this is actually this game, you know, obviously just hit console not too long ago, but it's on the cloud service and it also has touch controls. So I actually played a quite a big chunk because I got called into work, you know, thank you, COVID. Uh, and so, you know, on a couple downtime, I was like, you know, on my lunch break, I was like, cool, I'll just try to play a little bit. And it was nice because I'm like, all right, I got to get back to work. And I did the same thing of like, trying to exit the game to see how long ago it was for a save. And I'm like, okay, you know, I collected like two things, whatever. I'm okay losing that and just would quit. But to say how it plays on xCloud, it's not ideal, but it was surprisingly not that bad. I did not have a huge latency issue. I was playing on Wi-Fi, but... I was able to do the platforming just fine. The only thing I would not recommend doing the xCloud.
1: The cooking show?
0: Uh, yeah, definitely the cooking show. Because mm-hmm. um, like the touch controls are very odd. Literally, your left hand has the left stick, and every button is on the right side of the screen. So you can't really like grab something with your mind while jumping and looking using touch controls. It was super awkward. So it works well early on in the game. It's great if you're just trying to do the basic platforming, but it's definitely not ideal if you're trying to collect everything. Like, do not do the xCloud touch controls if you're trying to collect everything. It's just really awkward.
2: Yeah, I think I play, I, I actually tried it for a couple minutes because I was curious of the same. I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I ran into, it seemed a bit laggy, but I also only played like two to three minutes. So maybe it had to like smooth out. I don't know. But I immediately looked at it and I could have read it wrong, but it was like, it had me, without my Astro Wallet, it looked like I was just way out of sync, and so I panicked and shut it off real quick because I was like, <laughs> if I lose like five hours of gameplay because of a weird cloud sync issue, ooh, I was going to be heated. It did not. <laughs> I was fortunate, but I was also afraid to open up cloud play after that. But I agree with you. I, I will say, if you have the ability to play a controller on your xCloud, by all means do it. And and it, I, I got to experience the difference in load times. I will tell you that because, yeah, I, when I loaded it up on that, since it's booting them up on Series X uh, networks, basically it was like instant. And yeah. uh, on my on my old One X over here, it was it was like a good minute or two. But I did I liked them the load screens where it was just like the flamingos just standing there, just kind or of the bottled, killer, just yeah. eating grass, <laughs> staring at you. It was so stupid, but it kind of made me chuckle every single time.
0: Yeah, I, I I love that they ended up like putting the wildlife kind of front and center. They actually put quite a bit of wildlife in this world. I think overall, just like the overall art style of Psychonauts 2 is just, is so good. It's so striking. I remember we talked about with Psychonauts 1 that it very much kind of feels like a, like a Tim Burton movie. I don't think like characters and things were so overly exaggerated like they were in Psychonauts 1. Like you had some people with like jagged teeth everywhere. The only example I think that they brought over were the squirrels. And they did look very odd with the updated graphics. Cause like the squirrels have like a huge overbite, but and so they looked really kind of weird, but everything else, like, I think this game like graphically just it aged so well. It's such a unique art style and it wasn't like scary or alarming. Like it was the first one.
1: Dr. Lobato was kind of crazy looking. Yeah. He yeah. was
2: about, but what, Oh, go on. No, no, no. I was just gonna say he's about the only one. So go ahead.
1: Um, I, I don't know how to explain it. I keep thinking the word like texture, but there are some levels or in some minds that it felt like different, it looked like different textures. Oh, like, so you the, had like the world? Yes, yeah, so you had like the, the paper, the, like the librarian. Yeah. And so I felt like graphically it changed so much. And then the musicians was psychedelic. Yep. And so I really do think that they just went above and beyond with the art style and just making it so that you didn't get bored.
2: So this is one of those weird instances where... I don't think they did it better in the first one by any means. They, they didn't have the same technology. They didn't have the same means at that point. But I think the the like kind of lack of quality in the first one was what added some of its charm, I think. Especially yeah. because of how the characters were designed and had sort of a Tim Burton feel. So them feeling not quite perfect was right. So the shine didn't take away from it, but... Maybe a little bit in some ways. But all in all, I I think it was cool because I felt like there was some weird line of like cell shading and claymation like mixed into one design style. And that was what I thought was so cool about it. What this
0: is a very small gripe of uh, graphics though. But one thing that always kind of irritated me is how like a lot of people don't have uh, nostrils. You literally see like their flesh indent into their nose, but it's smooth. And so they don't have nostrils. Like your main character doesn't. Uh, His girlfriend like doesn't. It was just, like, a very kind of small thing. It was just, like, weird. Like, you could see he has a nose, but he has no nostrils. See,
1: I, I, the some of the characters looked like people that I've seen before. Like, I've definitely seen either a person or maybe someone on TV that looked like Otto. And then... Uh, Do you know someone
0: who looks like the doctor? The dentist?
1: No. But Sasha, <laughs> he kind of looks like... Is it Colin Firth? The yeah. square? Yeah. So, a lot of the characters, I was like, I feel like I've seen you before, even I've- though... I haven't.
2: I think if anything, he's probably supposed to be closer to like a Keanu, because I feel like they give him like kind of a Matrix feel, with this like black leather jacket and uh, the sun, the sunglasses, and everything.
0: Maybe he's not wearing like a duster.
2: I guess, but I don't yeah. know. He felt more, he felt more Keanu to me. But I do what you mean, I also think there was <laughs> kind of like, uh, like Muppet like to him in some ways. Yeah, place. I was gonna
0: say I, it feels slightly Jim Henson or Sesame Street kind of like the generic people in the world. Look like yeah. puppets.
1: The tiny arms and legs, like really, kind of threw me with all, like, pretty much every character. I love the look of it, but it was just like when the acrobats were like flying up, and you just see all these like spider limbs. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but like what I love so much about the R style Psychonauts two, is there's a lot of characters in this game. You may not remember their names, but you will absolutely remember what they look like. Everyone looks so strikingly different that. It just, I think it worked so well with this story, especially too with it just being such a more expansive game than it was in the first one. I never felt lost. I was never like, "Wait, who is that guy? Wait, have I met this guy before?"
1: See, I remember them based on their like relationships and their looks, but sometimes it'd just be the relationships. Be like, "Oh, I don't really remember what he looks like," but that's like the father of so and so. Yeah. So I think that helped too.
0: Yeah, I mean, because there's some levels where the characters are depicted as something else. So like with the musician level. You know, one person's a hand, one person's a nose, one person's an eye, but you could still hear the characters and they did such a good job, like, portraying their mannerisms that you remembered who they were when you kind of saw them in real world.
2: You know, it's a, a side thing is the brain swap characters that we were referring to. Yeah. What I thought they did a really good job at was the per. they kept the voice of the original body. And everything, So it didn't get yeah. the voice yeah. of the brain swap character, but they made that person talk with the mannerisms that the other person yeah. did. And I thought they did such a good job because, or can we say, is it a spoiler if I say that it's Jack Black is, is who's being imitated basically. No. So, so the voice that gets swapped into the body is Jack Black, but it's not Jack Black's voice because he's in Jack Black's mind is in another character's body. So it's that character's voice, but they do, they do, as a voice actor, a very good job of following all of his mannerisms and the way that he speaks, but with their own yeah. voice. And they're not trying to imitate his voice, just his mannerisms and his rhythm and timing. And they, they, he does a great job. And I they, it did cool. it
1: with, they did it with Lily as well, because he was in someone's mind and he had never met her, but he had seen her picture. He oh, yeah. Related. I thought that was funny. And then so she starts <laughs> talking and he's like, you've never met her, have you? And um. I thought that was really funny. So they did it multiple times, and they did such a good job with it. Yeah.
0: It was just like – it's like a small attention to detail that the studio took, and it just plays so well. But I I loved – like, also what I thought was so striking just – I know we mentioned before, but they did such a wonderful job with every world. Like, they all just felt so unique, and just – they were so fun to explore, you know, from, like, a mail room to – you know, a a barber shop to a bowling alley. Like they were just so cool. And they were so unique. Like the bowling alley one, it's not just like, Oh, you're going to a bowling world. No, you're going into a bowling shoe. That's also a germ city and also mixed with a bowling alley. It's like, who thinks of this, but it was so, it was so awesome. Like I loved it.
2: No, I I completely agree because you sort of mentioned earlier that it wasn't just so simple as, Oh, here's a fire level. Here's some volcanoes and fire monsters. They were, the, when you say biomes, they were like just uniquely bizarre areas. Everything was just different. And and I thought that that was so cool.
1: Yeah, I feel like the people that made up the story and made up these scenarios, they were very clever. Like, I feel like it, it's like intelligent humor. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh, I loved it. There's, there's so much about the RSI I could just talk about forever. But obviously, like, don't want this to be too long of an episode. So, the other thing we've obviously mentioned a little bit too, but the sound. And the voice acting is so good in Psychonauts 2. I...
1: Oh, sorry. There's
0: not a ton of big name actors. Uh, Like, we all picked up on a couple. Like, we mentioned there is Jack Black... Uh, which
1: it, I didn't recognize him until he sang yeah I was
0: the first one in our group because there was a couple people like texting like oh have you played this level me like yeah did you catch it, it was Jack Black And they're like no but as soon as you know it's Jack Black you instantly yes. hear him
2: yeah you can't miss it once you know it or once you recognize it I think I would have caught on but I wasn't not there when I saw the text so I already knew going into it and boy did I know it then yeah
1: I immediately recognized Elijah Wood I, yeah, yeah I Williams didn't recognize very, him <laughs> and then I went to IMDb and there's somebody, if anybody like the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Principal Snyder is Raz's dad. And then right when I found that, I immediately went and found the dad and listened to him. And I could kind of hear it. And But I never would have known because he had a very distinct uh, voice in the show. But yeah, I was looking at IMDB and I was just like, dang.
0: Yeah, I, I loved, as I said at the beginning, that they got the voice actor who was Gurr in Invader Zim. And yeah, one of your special abilities, you summon a paper co- clone of yourself and it's the voice of Gurr. And he does such a good job sounding and acting just like Gurr, the way yeah. he talks, like him being an airplane and making airplane yes. noises, <laughs> him saying like, oh, it's really dusty in here. And like goes in like these tight he was just, he was cracking me up. I, it just made me so happy hearing that they hired this guy just for this small role. Cause he's not a big actor. Like I looked up his IMDB and he hasn't been in a ton of things.
2: Yeah, it was it was one of those things that the very first when I summoned it, I was like, "Oh, this thing's going to be annoying." And then after about yeah. two or three minutes, I was like, "Wait, I think I know that voice." So I yeah, immediately I went to IMDb, and as soon as I knew it, I was like, "Okay, this is awesome. I love this." Every annoying little noise or bleep and blorp that you do, I'm like, I'm "I kept this. him out,
0: yeah, just to hear him."
2: Yeah, did I'm, you see? There's that, a pin to shut him up too.
0: <laughs> you can get a pin to make him stop talking.
2: No, that's. I'm guessing it just put something over his mouth, maybe. Probably. But it, I loved the airplane. The airplane cracked me up every time. But you just be jumping around on things. you just hear behind you. Meow, yeah. It's like, yeah,
0: you're my best friend. It just follows you. Ah. Oh,
1: I'd it, love to have it about.
2: It, that one hit me in the feels.
1: I think they were also talented. All the voice actors. Yeah. I was really impressed. And same with the music, too.
2: Yeah, the music was really, like,
0: for me at first, I wasn't noticing the music. There's a handful of, like, written songs that just honestly got stuck in my brain. Uh, there's like this punk rock song that I kept humming at work that you hear a couple of times. I thought that song was a lot of fun. I mean,
1: Jack Black is in it. You know there's going to be some good music. Yeah, Jack and Black, Black sings a song. It had like the... Gluevovia, is that the the? City? yeah. Yeah, oh, they man. had that that anthem kind of thing that was kind of. Oh creepy. no no, it was a,
0: a copy of Disney's uh, it's, it's a Small World. Yeah, it was a, a mocking that ride, but yeah, they have a song but for it Lovovia. was it was
1: creepy, and some of the lyrics, I was like, whoa. Oh, I loved but it. But then there was like these like uh, old school jazz <laughs> moment yep. in the diner, and I I constantly was listening to find out what was next, and I I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
2: it's one of those weird games where it's like. I didn't really think about the music while I was playing it, but because I think it just melded so well to what was going on that I didn't really think about it. Cause I was just, it was in the moment and it made sense. But when I think back, I'm like, yeah, there was a lot of really good tunes in there. I don't know if it's Spotify worthy, oh, yeah. but very good.
0: Oh yeah. And uh, to go back to the, like a little bit with the voice acting, like I know we talked about a little bit with like 12 minutes, how we felt everyone's audio was just very much just kind of stacked on top of each other. This just felt so natural. Like, there's a ton of optional dialogue. Like, with all your intern friends, you could honestly just not talk to any of them and just be fine. I loved doing optional dialogues. Just going Yeah, to I anybody. wanted
1: to because yeah. it was so interesting. It was
0: interesting. The voice acting was great. The storytelling was so good. I... I Went and talked to anybody I could, even random people.
2: I I, Well, I even liked some of the just the background dialogue. Like when you're walking around the atrium and there's the two women talking about their fantasy football league and stuff. (laughs) It was (laughs) was so stupid, but I was like, "Eh, that's pretty funny. They made it feel like this real working office where, yeah, they're, they're, you know, psychics saving the world. But they're also just out there playing fantasy football, you know, complaining (laughs) about work over coffee. It's kind of like that. But no, I yeah. I didn't dive. I don't think nearly as deep. But I did I did find a lot of the side dialogue to be interesting. The only issue I I saw where it was a little like jagged or whatever. But this is kind of just goes along with any platformer, like this type of 3D platformer. Is you kind of just show up at a place too early while there's you know kind of like monologue dialogue happening. That's. It. Like, oh, oh, oh! Yeah, you, I know what you're saying. Like you know, when you're
0: walking in the world and it's telling a story, and then you cut the story short because you got yeah, the destination. Yeah,
2: I I did that a lot, and that was kind of a bummer. But outside of that, yeah. it was never really anything big missed. But it was like these little dialogues that I was like kind of interested in, and then I'd show up at a place and it just cuts off for a cut scene. I was like, oh, that's sad. But I do agree that the actual dialogue itself felt like like you know, they recorded the conversations together, and it didn't just feel like you were going in this weird back and forth.
0: I will say there was one dialogue that got slightly annoying. Uh, that was one of Jack Black's when you're fighting. He only had a couple of lines that kind of repeated a good amount of times. That got a little annoying, but was uh, a very minor gripe.
2: I didn't like the plant guy, uh, the uh, root bill or whatever.
0: Oh, Bob Zanotto.
2: Yeah. Bobby. Yeah, oh, yeah. that got a, that got a little bit much because. Oh was yeah,
0: because he's like floating heads. Yeah,
2: you're just sitting there, and it's and it's one of those levels that it's all about timing jumps to like when platforms are available so if you miss one you have to just sit there and listen to his dialogue as he floats in a big old circle to come back to you so that got a little annoying but again so minor in the big picture that it's like it's not it's not a dock on the game just yeah one thing that annoyed me
0: and then thing that liz said at the beginning that still psychonauts 2 nails is achievements
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that if you want to... I think because you have to get all the collectibles to 1,000 it. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're not going to do that, like, you can still get a lot of achievements. I I beat the game. I'm at 670, 41 out of 57. So the last couple are 16, I think, are worth um, quite a bit. And then Keith, 645, Andrew, 745. But I was really proud of my score this week. I
0: I think (laughs) I'm
2: going to 1,000 this game. I want to keep playing it. You beat me, Liz, so... You said 675, right?
1: Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. You're 6:45. I'm 6:70.
2: Yeah, Andrew beat the game, so you got that on me this week. Liz is the not last place this week.
1: Well, I feel like Andrew was really pushing to beat me. Um, he wanted to beat the game first. He failed, so then he was like, "I need to get more achievements than her." Nice. So he was really grinding for that. <laughs> I wasn't. No, of...
2: I was
0: just enjoying this game. I wanted a, I wanted a thousand. Eight. You're
1: not competitive at all.
2: <laughs> I was ahead of you yesterday afternoon. I knew that wasn't gonna last.
0: But, uh, yeah, the achievements are just really good. There's a handful of just simple combat ones like, oh, grab the judge's hammer and throw it at another enemy. Like a lot of the combat ones I just did by accident. Me
1: too. Yeah. And,
0: but it just, it works so well. The achievements are just constantly feeding to you. Anytime you're kind of completing a the world, there's an achievement. Uh, the handful of secret achievements are story driven. So good job. That is, that is what I want secret achievements for. I knew for you are going to bring that up. There is one <laughs> secret achievement, uh, just to tell you all, uh, when you're playing the level with the amusement, uh, the amusement park kind of level where it's music in the background, there's three like stereos you got to find and destroy. I don't know why they made that a secret achievement. I don't know if it's because of the level, but even then, it's not really a spoiler. But, Were there yeah,
1: funny ones? I forget.
0: Um, um, they some... your Bob's, Bob's your uncle. I, like, I thought that, that oh, one yeah. kind of made me laugh. What, what was, was one of the achievements? One? Uh, When you beat the level for Bob Zanotto. It was just yeah, and the achievement was called Bob's your uncle.
2: I gotcha. I meant to ask you. I, I'm trying to pull up this clip that I took. I'm pretty sure there's watermelon butthole. Did you <laughs> Did you catch that? I did what? not. Well, Andrew loves butthole. I didn't think days. there would be. I didn't think there would be
0: because people don't even have nostrils, so I didn't think there would even be that.
1: What is? Wait, I didn't hear you. What is the clip of?
2: There was. It, it was on the cooking. I thought
1: that's what you said. On the on
2: the <laughs> cooking level, when I got to the end of it. The watermelon like falls over. I'm pretty sure there was watermelon butthole.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they have that thing on the end of the watermelon.
2: Oh, like the vine? Yeah, I that's mean, it, it
1: has the natural circle. I
2: think that's watermelon butthole then. <laughs> uh,
1: I think it's just you thinking of buttholes when you saw it. I don't know.
2: No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, real quick. Because I've never looked
1: at the end of a watermelon and been like, that looks like a watermelon butthole. <laughs>
2: Did, is there, like, an intentional part at the end where it cuts to, like, a weird black screen with, like, you're on these big gray platforms? I don't no. know. Okay, because, yeah, I all of a sudden got a, a big cut screen. This is where I stopped playing. I remember now last night. It cuts to, it's like everything's black. I'm on this little gray platform. And it says, you've been teleported to the world origin. Report this. So that's not part of the story. <laughs> I just glitched Wait, them. what? No. Yeah.
1: So it's a bug then.
2: I think so. I guess I should probably report it because this is what happened to me.
0: That's really interesting.
2: Yeah. So I guess I should And another thing that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad I took a clip of it because I was like, what the heck is going on? This doesn't seem right. I was just messing around with something and all of a sudden you've been teleported to the world origin.
0: Yeah, anywho. Double Fine normally does a good amount of hidden Easter eggs. Like, did I do something... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so getting into our final thoughts here so for me Psychonauts 2 like I said this was one of my most anticipated games I and it did not disappoint I wouldn't say that the, the wait was worth it because I seriously don't want to wait another 15 plus years for Psychonauts 3 if they're making a <laughs> sequel but I just loved every minute of this game the, any gripe I have of it is just super minor it never took me out yes I got stuck a couple, like one or two times didn't care the combat was so much better. So many more enemies. We didn't even mention that. Like They just really upped the ante with the combat with the amount of enemies that are on the screen, different types of enemies, because in the first one, you're just fighting censors, but now you have regrets, you have doubts, you have panic attacks, you, know, you have judgment. Jud- Bad moods. Yeah, a ton of different monsters, and I loved it. But the platforming framework is fantastic. I love the voice acting, the music, the story. There's just so very little I can complain about this game. If there's going to be any DLC, which I hope there is, because I don't want to wait for Psychonauts 3. Just, I just want more of this. I'm 100% getting any DLC for this game. I, for me, this is, could easily be my game of the year. I think I'm going to give it a
2: 96. Whew. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much to follow up on. I, maybe, I don't know if I'm just not as excitable a person as Andrew is. But I, <laughs> I, I, I loved this game.
0: It, well, you didn't have to wait as long. You, well, know, that you is, only played Psychonauts 1. This is a very true. Long ago
2: so i i will say that i don't know if i would have like if if 15 years came out between psychonauts one and two i don't know if i would have had the same excitement level as you did but th- that's not necessarily important to the psychonauts two because the game alone is just so much fun and there's like you said there's really nothing bad i can say about it i have a few small gripes sure i hit one or two small bugs but nothing nothing took me out of the game i i I just enjoyed my time with it. And it was so weird because I struggled to pick it up at first. I was like, ah, I don't know. I just don't want to get involved in this. And then I did, and then I couldn't put it down. And my, that's my biggest kick is that I think that prevented me from beating it by just probably a couple of hours. But that said, yeah, I think this is easily 93 for me.
0: Uh, and another thing real quick, sorry to cut you off, Liz, before you do yours. Uh, I forgot to mention the time to beat. Uh, main story, you're looking about 13 and a half hours. And for all the extras, you're looking about 18 and a half hours. Which is another thing that's really good about Psychonauts too. It doesn't its welcome. Like this was, I think, just long enough. I still want more, mm. but it didn't overstates welcome.
1: I think some of the things are pretty hidden though. So I think that like getting every single thing, it would probably take longer than eighteen for someone like myself.
2: Yeah, because you're
0: already at twenty-four, aren't you?
1: <laughs> there was paused a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a, a really random. Another thing. One thing that was it, I felt really weird about was. There was points where I felt like there's no need for me to have to do like three layers of this mission. And I wish just maybe once or twice it was like just simply go collect this thing and go back. It was never as simple as that. But at the same token, I always liked it because every level was like entertaining and fun to play. But I just didn't want to have to do some of the levels at the same time. It was a very weird dilemma. But I just thought of that. Anywho. Sorry, Liz. (laughs) It
1: was not. Um, So my score, I was thinking about it, like the scale to 100 i'm like what would i improve on this and i really couldn't think of much there's like some buggy issues and stuff but uh um, which will
0: probably get fixed
1: yeah so i think i'm gonna give it a 97 but i'm like what would make it have three more points you know
0: uh less
2: repeating dialogue terry yeah, cruz maybe. william <laughs> defoe
1: yeah oh yeah
2: yeah <laughs> They're missing three points
1: um, I'm gonna give it 97, but I mean, does it deserve 100? 99? 98? I don't know. Who might adjust? But your slow times. Oh, that's true. But that is that's because of my Xbox, though. If yeah. I played on yours. Um, but looking at Metacritic, you can't really go by Metacritic, because a bunch of angry Russians swarm the comments because there are no Russian subtitles. And they review. And they it. are so angry. So many zeros, from Russians writing in Russian and in English. They're real mad. They need to fix that so that they can fix the scores. Uh, Series X 87 and 7.4, Xbox One 89 and 5.3. And what universe is this a 5.3? Uh, I understand uh, <laughs> why they like why they are mad because everyone's so excited about this game and they just want to be included in it. So, oh, don't get
0: me wrong. Yeah, if it wasn't in like my that like natural native tongue tongue, my my native tongue thank you keith i don't know why i struggle with saying that i i would be a little disappointed too so i get this is a
2: fantastic story and if you're missing it
1: but it's hard to find those you know those funny comments when it's all you know that hey if they can um, type
2: an angry comment in english they can play the game in english and i don't mean that as like a learn english type of comment i'm just saying you clearly seem to know it so you should be fine (laughs) it's
1: true but some of the negatives that i saw which i think are stupid to be honest people complaining about the graphics and the old school platforming i'm just like dude did did you not know what you're getting into did you not see the trailer like
0: I've, i've heard people say that about it being an old school platformer i don't get it like for me it just felt like a natural platformer like i would not see much difference between this and you know super mario odyssey
1: but the gameplay changes so much and they give you so much this game is so giving yeah and people still want to dump on it
0: like an old school platformer to me is something like, oh, if you follow the platform, like you like have to backtrack like 15 minutes and it was nothing like that.
1: I agree. I, I got irritated reading the, especially the graphics. Cause I love them so much. You know, I felt very protective. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's, it always irritates. I I'm with you. <laughs> it's just like old school platformer. Like what are you smoking? You know, if Mario did this, nobody would complain about it.
1: I just can't imagine, except for the subtitles, who would give this game a zero? Who? (laughs) Who?
0: Uh, Our fourth co-host.
1: Tweet me. He hasn't played it yet. I checked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he probably will. Uh, We'll call it an indie turd.
2: We'll have to to do an update on that one later down the road.
0: (laughs) All right. So, as you can clearly hear, don't, you know, what are you doing? Let's still listen to us. Play this game. It is fantastic. It is so good. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at 1952 If you have a game suggestion or you want to just say hi to us, we would love to hear from you. Email us at GamePassGrabbag at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, GamePassGrabbag, and at Twitter, GPGBPod. So stop on by and say hi. We love it.
2: I've been Keith. Did you mention our Facebook? Cause, I did. Oh, okay. I don't know. Definitely write on our Facebook. Like our page. Share our page. Tell your friends. Or give us a review on Apple iTunes. Oh, yeah, that too. Do whatever. Or, we just we just love the love. Because we love loving life. you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How do I beat that? Now I'm going to Gamer Tag coming on D. Now I'm going to the new Noob new, All right.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye, guys.